0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Kill Your Internet Podcast. With you as always is your boy Colin, and with us today, my partner in crime over here, the boy, the lord, Mr. Rose Malone. Say what's Gucci, my friend?
1: Yo, what's up, everybody? How are you this evening?
0: That's not what I was expecting, but I like it. Uh, buddy, you. how we doing today?
1: Uh, I'm fucking beat, dude. I worked two jobs today, but I fucking feel good. came you home, love- got my smoke on.
0: You gotta love your uh, the honesty in the the rock star conversation over here. Quarantine means two jobs right away. Let's fucking
1: go. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, dude. I'm fuck get money for my family. Let's go.
0: Spread it around, dude. Throw your boy some. My Venmo's open. It's nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know what, man? It's it's weird. I feel like this week is like you're starting to see things reopen now, and more than ever, I'm getting like more and more stair crazy. Like today, dude, I cut the lawn i fucking yeah. seeded that shit we got a new hose i hosed down everything. hell yeah dude.
1: was that difficult can i ask you was that difficult to seed your lawn or like what like how much thought went into that on your end because i kind of want to do that in my parents house
0: well no we had that tree fall down in our backyard so i mean yeah so it like it killed, fucked it up. It killed all the grass i'm very very killish about my lawn dude i love yeah yard to cut dude, it, it literally makes
1: your house more valuable
0: dude it's a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah. and uh so I went through today. I went full on Hank Hill, bro. I was in tall yeah. white socks, old shoes. I was cutting <laughs> that long,
1: yeah, but, jorts.
0: bro. I wish I had you know, man-made ju- <laughs> yeah. Cut my jeans up to my up to like mid thigh. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but dude, I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready to get back at it. And especially we're getting mixes back for the final stuff for the record. And oh, I didn't send that to you yet. Uh, I got one. It's not a, an official mix of the song. We can't talk about, but um, it's clean. cover your
1: ears. Cover your ears
0: yeah don't listen to this part of the podcast um but no, shit sounds fucking fire i'm so excited we we got photo shoot set up we're getting ready to go baby
1: yeah yeah it's it's not like it doesn't feel the same but it does feel good to be doing work
0: but it is it is a different thing being in a band and not having to think about anything other than the creation aspect right now it's actually slightly nice from my perspective because i'm not thinking about you know booking shows and doing all this stuff which by the way i don't there's nothing i woke up today with just this like burning sensation in my gut of i just want to play a freaking show so bad yeah that'd be I, fun i just want to rage dude because like i don't know i was talking i actually interviewed uh is the interview coming up later in the week but i interviewed scarlett hernandez before this scarlett from Rec philly absolute g great interview um Army. but we were talking about fucking uh south by and firefly and all this shit and she's been in so many of the things like our big moments in our career and stuff like that and oh yeah dude i was just like i i fucking want it back so bad and dude when it comes back i actually posted it on our grand today but like that first show back dude i'm getting butt ass naked and i'm I'm (laughs) light myself on fire like i'm ready to go um but yeah dude honestly (laughs) like this has been such an eye-opening experience for me from the perspective of like I love to make music and I would do it in any circumstance because it's, it's in my gut. And we actually had the gun put to our head this time and said like, okay, we'll fucking prove it. And we did. Cause we've got so much shit done, but like that aspect of the human connection and the shows and, and all that. I miss it so much, dude. It's only been three months. We played show. We had two banger shows like right before we went into quarantine, but like I'm itching.
1: Yeah. I want to fucking play. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm excited to use my boards, dude. This is going to be like dumb.
0: For those of you who haven't this seen
1: us, is this, this video this, going up or like you said nah.
0: Nah, no video this time. All right. But like, yo, know, for people who have not well, I'm seen, holding
1: it up to the camera anyway.
0: So for those of you who haven't <laughs> seen us live or like checked our gram or anything like that to watch look at Eric's board. It's a fucking spaceship. Mine is so I'll send pics
1: over when it's yeah, done. Mine
0: is so non like consequential and Eric is just Eric's looks like he could easily like detonate an atomic bomb with that shit.
1: I can't say whether or not I can.
0: Yeah, we just don't press that one button. But I can. Yeah. Uh today's interview for the podcast. We have a good friend of the band. Uh she's a Philly native, but she is a New Yorker as of now. Uh she's a lawyer. She is a podcaster. She is a producer. She's worked on NBC shows. She's uh represented a lot of people. Her name's Kelsey Trainer. She is a fucking beast. I'm so happy to have Kelsey on the podcast. One of my favorite one of my favorite things about going to New York to play shows is that we get to see Kelsey. Kelsey's a G. And uh, it's a it's a fantastic interview. You gotta she she's like heavily involved in like WNBA stuff now too. Like she's uh you know really on the front she's really on the front lines of trying to get equal pay for WNBA players. And she it's just a really eye opening interview. And I, like even the perspective of like I was thinking about like a lot of our interviews recently have been people with different different perspectives, different experiences. And Scarlet was a, a really good example. I learned a lot about Scarlet through that interview. But uh, Kelsey, cool. Kelsey's experience is is really unique, and it's it's a really great interview. So stick around for that. Um, dude, our, I got to say something too. Our last podcast was the gear car. That was one of my favorite episodes of the podcast of all time. Like just that like was the fun. <laughs> that's the number one thing I miss about being on the road is is like
1: yeah, that was pretty much like not to be like corny and sentimental, but that was like that was a that was a fuck that was a gear car ride. Yeah, like so like that's when, what that was. For those who
0: don't know, like when we toured, like we split our travel up a little bit, and so we always put me, Eric, and Ken in the car together. We put Will, Erica, and Jimmy in a car because they listen to like. Murder podcasts and all this shit, and they're little like they'll sit in silence and we're just over here like wilding out. Like it's yeah, uh, it's, we go through
1: phases. Like we'll talk for like two hours, then we'll put on some podcast, then we'll put on some music.
0: It's like just the most purely just testosterone laden car of all time. Just great time. Like uh, yeah, just yeah, it's, fun, it's fun. Yeah, man, it's so cool. I love that. No fuck you, dude. No it's a great car. Uh,
1: Chill. <laughs> I'm high, dog. What do yeah, you want?
0: Dude, first of all, you inspired, I'm sure, a lot of people who listen to the podcast because that last episode had a lot of listeners. I don't
1: think I did that. No, you <laughs>
0: definitely inspired me to go back and watch Pineapple Express again. That's a great fucking oh,
1: movie. Oh, 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 hell yeah. Dude, you haven't
0: inspired anybody to do anything constructive just to distract themselves with things like Pineapple yeah. Express
1: and listen to ACDC in a Mustang. Dude, I still think about that.
0: Bro, Polly Bag of Dicks over here just fucking
1: <laughs> yeah. ride now, yo. Pauly whole- Bag of Boons, Jen's riding down the block. He said earlier, he was like, he was like, <laughs> he was telling me, he was like, Oh, where was I at? Where was that? I it was at uh commonly in the boulevard. And, uh, <laughs> these kids, and these kids were like, were like, yeah, roll the window down. And he was like, he was like, he like, like, it was like, hit him with a odd No, no, no. And they were like, they were like, what year is that? These kids were like 17. And he was like, what year is that? And my dad was like, 66. <laughs> and the kid was like, how much you pay for that? <laughs> My dad was like, Your dad's like it's not even oh. business. my dad was like, man, you really shoot from the hip. eh?" <laughs> but, but I I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, you should have been like, hey, it was a uh, 500 grand man. Yeah. You should have been falling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those
0: of you who did, the, go back and listen to the last, the, the 18th episode and listen to Eric talk about the fact that his, his pops just bought a Mustang and just like what happened through that. It's a fucking great story. Um, let's go into our segments, uh, because <laughs> we got a long interview today. Uh, We'll go into our first thing, which we always do, which is the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Uh, The first thing, dude, I I didn't put this in the group chat because that's where all these things stem from. But did you see what happened with the Trump rally in in Wichita and like what the, what like the turnout was and like what happened
1: behind it? Yeah. Well, did they say like, yeah, we got a million people and it was like 6,000.
0: So it was 6,500 people in a 20th. So they, they had been reporting that it was uh, going to be
1: a million million people, right? Are there even a million people in Wichita?
0: Let, let me know. Hell no. Let me tell you yeah, this though, parent. yo. If you if you happen to like be a Trump supporter, or whatever, I don't give a fuck. You have to find this absolutely hilarious. We're not, but I am just. Yeah, saying, we're not talking. Are, this yeah, is objectively. We're not talking funny.
1: shit either. Yeah, it's just funny.
0: I mean, we kind of are, but like, it is what it is. It's just it's objectively funny. Yeah, um, exactly. So <laughs> what happened was they like put the tickets up for grabs online that you had to like reserve them. And they were getting like a million hits, of people reserving tickets for this. Yeah. And uh, what it was actually, it was the K-pop kids again coming through. Because <laughs> I I told you what happened when when like people put up the White Lives Matter hashtag during like the protests and stuff like that, and what and then all the K-pop fans started like taking over it and just like posting yeah. videos of K-pop videos, and people were freaking Dude, out. Hold they on, they are so a the,
1: fucking force.
0: They are a force. A force to be reckoned with. Listen, <laughs> if any of them are listening. I'm with you guys because I just I don't want smoke. Don't I hurt don't want us. You don't hurt yeah.
1: us. But so
0: it was it was kids on TikTok and K-pop people who yeah. were reserving and apparently half of the reservations were under the name Yura Cunt. <laughs> 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 and nobody nobody noticed. <laughs> so they had built like stages out on the street which talk for for like overflow and trouble's gonna come out and speak to them and stuff like that and instead like they're like waiting for all these people to show up and nobody shows up they're really like going through it and like it was like 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 the names were like Hugh Jasshole and yeah, you yeah. <laughs> and nobody noticed and it, I'm sorry like I don't care what side of the spectrum you fall on as far as politics. That's fucking that's funny. That's
1: unbelievable.
0: <laughs> it's, it's dude, these kids are mobilized. And dude, they were smart. Like they were like deleting posts after like twenty five minutes because they didn't want to get caught. Like they do. They are like yeah. a, like G force hackers over here. Like this, is,
1: this is yeah, dude. but they like hide in plain sight. <laughs>
0: it's amazing. It's so fucking funny. Yeah.
1: I am not on TikTok. I'm a grown man.
0: I I I don't think I would fit in there. But I do respect the hustle. I respect the game, dude. Hell yeah, of
1: course, dude. Um, that's huge.
0: So our second, the second wildest thing that I saw. So, so like they're rebooting the DC EU, which is like the DC, like instead of Marvel, DC Batman, Superman, all that. They're like rebooting their like film franchises again, and yeah, like the universe. Like, so they got rid of Ben universe. Affleck as as Batman, but like okay. they're making a Flash movie with Ezra Miller. You know who he is? The dude, I do he, he played the Flash in Justice League, and they recasted Batman as. It's like almost seventy-year-old Michael Keaton. What? Michael, Michael Keaton? Keaton. Michael Keaton played Batman in night in the nineteen yeah like, late
1: eighties and nineties eighties. Like yeah, so right. they're gonna
0: have him play like an old grizzled Batman to like teach
1: the flash. Are you kidding, bro? That like there are so many actors out there. I like, even- like, like. You're oh, just pigeonholing well, okay. that character. Like, Yo, I respect you already know what it, like, it's going to be. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm not talking I, shit on him. I'm just but I saying. Love
0: Michael Keaton. I just thought be... it was like a bold move. First off, hell, hell yeah. Many, how many iterations of Batman can be floating around at one time? Because there's still Ben Affleck in the other DC movies. You got Robert Pattinson playing Batman in The Batman that Matt Reeves is making, which I'm extremely excited about as a nerd. Um, Christian there,
1: Bale. Good. Christian
0: Bale just ended in 2012. Like, this. Like yeah. think about how many iterations of Batman there has been since the 90s. You had... Uh, Plenty you had michael keaton you had uh val kilmer right after that you had george clooney all and right. those were both in the 90s so like early 90s was val kilmer for two movies and then for two movies it was george clooney with the bat with like the batman movies that got trash and then right. you had christian bale and then ben affleck and then now michael keaton and uh and robert pattinson at the same time so i don't fucking know wild dude chill out guys Chill the fuck out. Like, I mean,
1: hey, it'll probably be cool. Listen, I like, love ba-
0: Batman's the ultimate G because he is just money. a dude. He's just a dude of money.
1: Yeah, like, hell yeah. Like Wolverine has and animated- like a weapons manufacturing company. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: going to say and yeah, he's billions of dollars and he has uh just unlimited resources.
1: Yeah. Um. See, Morgan saying- Freeman in the uh, oh in the yeah, equipment dude. locker at all times. Hell
0: yeah, dude! Morgan Freeman was great in those movies.
1: Um, yeah. Lucius
0: who, Fox. Who's your favorite superhero? I never asked you that before.
1: Yeah, you never did, man. That's <laughs> big, superhero. big step here. <laughs> I mean, we've, had uh, Michael, we've
0: had Michael Roman on the podcast. He's is is like, my favorite. He's like yeah. Marvel chief,
1: of course. Um, who is my growing up? Superhero? Who was you, like you had to like pick one? I'm trying to do that now. I guess Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, he's he's. Ubiquitous. I really, I really loved like the Tobey Maguire first Spider-Man. I mean, we Whenever Laura. Laura would babysit cousin, me. Yeah. yeah, she would... Uh, she'd be like, all right, what do you just want to do? And I'd be like, to go see be- you can try to go see Spider-Man. <laughs> It'd be like the fifth time she's seen it. Like, now looking back, I feel bad that I made her sit there for like an hour and a half. Dude, there was so but, many... Uh, things, like... <laughs> Yeah, the, I love that the,
0: shit. The early Spider-Man movies are great, and Spider-Man's just always gonna be a top character. But like, I would—I always love Wolverine. He's my favorite character. I fucking yeah. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine's badass. Um,
1: yeah, I've never seen like a lot of them, but I've seen uh, seen them
0: all, bro. I saw yeah, yeah. I, I saw X two, X Men United in the theaters like six times. Like, not gonna lie, I remember my mom taking me really? to see it for like a third time, and then going to friendlies.
1: <laughs> Was that with like um. Like um, what do you call it? A Halle Berry and Halle like, Berry was Storm. Like that squad, yeah. Yeah,
0: Patrick Stewart was Professor X. Yeah, sure. yeah, fucking outstanding. They're gonna do a great job in the MCU. By the way, I just can't wait to find out who's playing Wolverine. Um, the yeah. other thing I was gonna bring up was um, so there's been so much headway made um in fighting racial inequality in the past couple months just with everything that's been going on and we do touch on that with scarlet and we've touched on it with dj move and like it's something that i'm fully in support of but there's we had this conversation last week about the counter protesters and like what the fuck is your problem like why do that like why, yeah what are you what are you doing did yeah. you see today because they banned uh confederate flags at nascar races which by the way what are you doing why is that not already banned dude but, i've been uh,
1: saying that like i'm not trying to pat myself on the back here but i i have said like long like for years that like the if you have a confederate flag you are without a doubt a racist you're just an like, asshole like, like you you are like i i'm, not, I'm, not, I'm gonna, not gonna like patient words man. there yeah dude like you just like there's no other well somebody to
0: actually took the money to to get a plane and like on the banner behind the plane fly it over the race tra- track with the confederate flag on there
1: somebody did that
0: somebody did that and here's the funny part though
1: the, fuck out of here. the race
0: like, got canceled that day it got moved to monday because it was raining so that dude spent all that money on that fucking California flag <laughs> oh, yeah. and got nothing for it first off you're a jerk off second off fuck,
1: fuck you, you. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: and then in in england during an uh epl game uh at manchester city somebody was flying a white lives matter flag over like the stadium dude Come on, what bro. are you trying
1: to prove fuck off like that's so stupid yeah you just, they don't get it
0: they don't fucking get it, and they, well, Fuck them. They're, you're ancient. You're, you're, it
1: sucks because it's like, I want to like talk to that. Like, I want to talk to that person, but like, it's so like, until that, you that like, until you have your own awakening, you. I, well, I don't want to say that, but like, until you have like, the, like your own awakening, it's like, it's hard to like, make other people understand that. That takes, a, ser- it, that you takes know? a certain like, amount
0: of hate and anger to do. And that's fucking stupid. Get out of here, dude.
1: Yeah. I mean, you just have to like, think on the level of like, we're all human, like not that's being it, an asshole. What it's all about, dude. Like we're all human. It's that simple.
0: I just think it's hilarious yeah. that they, that dude spent all that money to fly a fucking flag and prove a point, and then the race wasn't. Even Where even right. is everybody? Do you guys <laughs> just think that asshole in the plane? Yeah. He's like, I'll show everybody, and then there's just nobody. It's just like, there. yeah, it's just like,
1: uh, like what like, a jail. Oh,
0: <laughs> Let's get into uh, what the fuck we've been listening to. Um, right. I got some good ones today. Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first?
1: Let me grab my uh, phone. I'll go first. Go ahead, buddy. Actually, um, I'll go I'll first. Go. No, wait. I'll. All right, now you go first.
0: All right, cool. Uh, my first pick, so uh, TDE, which is uh, the LA Hip Hop Collective, that is uh, Schoolboy, Schoolboy Q, Kendrick Lamar, Absol, yeah. J Rock, uh, Isaiah Rashad, SZA, and they have a new R and B artist named uh, Sir. He has a song called John Redcorn, which spell I thought... <laughs> spell that S I R
1: um and so i
0: got turned on (laughs)
1: like an idiot
0: i got turned on to this dude because he uh he did he made an animated video of like all the people in td in king of the hill and he plays john redcorn and first (laughs) off this song is so fucking hot eric what album is it oh i see it 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 sounds like i don't know it it sounds like steve lacy meets Frank Ocean. I don't know if you know either of those references that I just threw out there. It is
1: I, yeah, I know Frank Ocean is. Yeah, Come but it's uh, I don't Lacey, know that other guy.
0: Steve Lacey is from the internet, which is a uh
1: <laughs> they, which is the collection <laughs> of networks. No, the, the, the internet users. was part of Odd
0: Future. It was like Sid the Kid, Matt Martians, and Steve Lacey. And he uh, okay. is like a multi instrumentalist and he just has these really glassy guitar tones that he uses. And this song is so hot, and I I can't wait for you to hear it. Um you're gonna love that. So go with your go with your first pick. Swerve. Um, I just
1: like I can't help but like because of the times, like listen to Rage Against the Machine. Um, that's what everybody's
0: of, doing right now, raging, dude.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. their their song, like I was reading a consequence put up that they uh, um, Killing in the Name was like in the top 10 rock charts. Like, I thought that Such was a fucking a awesome. song, dude. Yeah, um,
0: did, you ever hear, did you ever hear Denzel Curry's cover of Killing in the Name of?
1: Uh, I don't think so. So,
0: you know that show, Like a Version? Hold
1: on, My song is my Gorilla Radio. Oh,
0: fucking great. It reminds me of Tony Hawk.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah. Tony Hawk, too. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, Dropping in on Hanger.
0: Bro, look up the Denzel Curry version of Killing in the Name of. He's yeah. A, he's a rapper from Miami, but he, he has a lot of different influences that he like goes off of. And they have that thing uh, on Triple J in Australia. It's called Like a Version. Um where when you come through Australia, you go to this radio station and you cover something and they have a house band that's there and
1: this oh dude, yeah, yeah, didn't like Mac Miller do that childish or not Mac Miller yeah. um fucking uh Mac DeMarco did that dude like, yeah they cross off a list trampled by turtles yeah, Bro, and I those, dude, yeah well
0: the 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 most famous one is childish Gambino doing the Tamia song um oh yeah, to so, right, so right, like, you yeah, and yeah. So he did it, and it's just a band in a circle in this like warehouse looking space, and he murders it. It's fucking incredible. Check it out.
1: Yeah. Um, so what's your second pick? So my second pick... Uh, I went We're with on second and a half pick here. So I went with my pick second pick. Uh,
0: uh, it's a Philly band actually. Uh, you Do You, who are friends of the band. Katie Feeney uh, is going to be coming on the podcast next week. Um, she's the lead singer of this band. and she, Name drop,
1: not a big deal.
0: Bro, this song sounds like Blondie meets uh, like Tedeschi Trucks. Like so fucking hot like Whoa. very very funky instrumental and she she's like she's like speaking the words and it, it's so cool i have to show it to you or you ever heard the song um merry christmas by um uh the waitresses merry christmas and just chipped and it yo this song is so hot the name of the song is uh arrogance of power it's so hot dude i'm gonna send it to the uh what's your second pick
1: uh this is like a trippy like uh i just showed you this Joan. <laughs> uh the uh the part it's called uh in ear park uh the album is of the same moniker and the is this band is, is this the department the, of eagles
0: is this the uh right? icelandic band
1: no, 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 no. Have
0: you noticed a positive change in the people that you're working with? Like, have you seen more creativity out of them, or have you seen a higher level of productivity, a lower level? Like, because for us, like we've been saying, we we've been oddly more productive during this time. Like, I, like being that you're working with a media company, like how is that working for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely in terms of what things that can and can't be done in an office. Like, I think we're realizing more and more can just be done remotely. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, creatively, like people are are kind of either on one end of on each end right some people are are feeling very creative and other people are just like we're in a global pandemic like you know like we're, we're you're you're not working from home you are at home working During a global pandemic, yeah, it's
0: it's not that like leisurely. Like you're working from home. Like oh, I just had the day to work at home. It's like I am doing my normal job. I watch my wife do it every day, and it's fucking brutal because you like you. I guess the office is a release for you in a certain way that you get to go and stretch your legs, and then you're
2: see people, talk to people. You know, your coffee break is like now I'm just walking into the living room, walking
0: back, dude. And, And so, all right, so let's let's get to where we are now. So. I was interested in bringing you on right away because we haven't had a lawyer on yet. Mm. We haven't had the legal side, but for more than anything, the reason I really wanted to have you on is because the conversation that we've been having on the podcast and i the name of the podcast is the kill your internet podcast. And we're kind of enamored with the culture that we live in today. And authenticity to me was one of the things that I've been harping on. And it's hard to find authenticity in the modern world or just online. And Kelsey, to me, just knowing you and also watching the way you operate and the things that you kind of champion and think you're passionate about, you're authentically you. Like, I don't know how else to put that. Like, did at any point in your career, you ever feel like you weren't your most authentic self and then left to do something that you were more authentically involved in?
2: Yeah. I mean, and so I'll, I'll take this from just like the social media, internet space. Right. Um, because perception is reality. Cool. Um, and you know, I think I started like a Twitter when I was in law school and I started it as a professional account, right? Cause I wanted to be taken seriously. I wanted to have this platform to learn about some of the legal things that were happening and, um, and really interact with people and so I at first like on the internet and all social platforms I made a very conscious effort to like present myself in this prim and proper way and to you know I'm in a suit and I'm using (laughs) like you know you know I, I don't I don't curse on the internet, I don't like type out, you know, curse words. uh, I need to
0: stop doing
2: that. (laughs) My mom, in general, like, you know, those uh, those Northeast Philly Irish Catholic parents are just not exactly, they're not for that. So, you know, I I try to keep mom right there. And uh, so I definitely had that side of me. And it It wasn't authentic at all, but perception is reality. And at the end of the day, you know, I need to make sure that everything I was putting out there could be read aloud in court right for any reason whatsoever um and you know my career trajectory a bit but i practiced law in philadelphia for uh about two years and um i got the opportunity to leave the law entirely for a bit and work on the tv show blue bloods
0: which by um, the way i remember the first time meeting you and you tell me that like right away i was like oh that's fucking cool how did, right. that, how did you wind up in that situation
2: Uh, I had a friend who was the executive producer of the show who I'd met through when a cousin of mine was on the show Castle. Oh, okay. And so I had stayed in touch with a lot of the cast and crew of that show and they were just cool people. Yeah. And it's it's about the authenticity. Like I was genuinely interested in every single thing that everyone there did. Not because I thought it could get me something, but because I don't do that. That's not my world. So learning about it, like the writers, the prop people, You know, the directors, it's just, I found it so interesting. And so I stayed in touch with them and he called me up one day and he was like, what are you doing? I was sitting in Rittenhouse Square Oh wow! uh, and I was like, nah, you know, and at that time I was happy. I was content. I had a good job, good place, all the fun stuff. And he was just like, why don't you come work for me? And I was like, what? Well, he's like, I'll put you in every boardroom. I'll put you, I'll introduce you to everybody and see what you want to do in this business. Yeah. And I was like, man all right. And I talked to my mentors, like my, my judge that I was cooking for, my law firm bosses, and They're like, you got to do it. Like your backup plan is that you're a lawyer, you know? Right. And oh, yeah. so at, at the like, worst,
0: I'm a lawyer. I don't think it's a bad backup plan.
2: Right. Right. So, uh, you know, I went from basically like having an assistant to being an assistant, right? That was my title role for him. I was yeah. the assistant to the executive producer of blue bloods. Um, but to kind of bring this full circle is that I think working in going from such a rigid like legal space into the Hollywood space uh opened me up to be a bit more um I don't know to put to put myself out there a bit more you know like everyone's there more expressive I'm not like that I'm not an actor I I find like uh, you know I'm not an artist you're an artist you guys you guys do some awesome stuff and that's just not fully authentically me but there's a part of me that is like that Um, and so that's how I try to put myself out there on the internet is like Well, the
0: thing even from that like I I found interesting is and I mean even the way that we wound up like Just becoming friends and and in the same space
2: Yeah, is the
0: idea of relationships and and in this world We're still like and especially in both industries relationships are key Like was that like since blue bloods? Have you found other opportunities through that or is it other relationships that you've built? Like along the way.
2: Oh, I mean it's everything it's You know, they say it's who you know, but I don't think it's who you know in the sense of like, oh, you got to come from a rich family. You're going to be this. It's who you know. It's it's the people you meet along the way. And at the end of the day, you know, when I can go back now and visit the Blue Blood set, like, and walk around and roam free however I want, that's not because I know the executive producer. He's off doing another episode of the show somewhere else. It's because – my friends are the crew of that show, the sound person, you know, the prop people that are letting me in the door. That it's, If it's I so didn't obvious. know them, I, I wouldn't be there. If I wasn't talking to them, if I was some snobby person, exactly. I wouldn't be there.
0: It's so um, funny that when, like, you look back at it and you start to, like, grow into different aspects of your career and you're like, holy shit, I actually know that person. Or right. people that you initially were like, there's no way I'll ever meet that guy. Then you wind up being friends, find out that they're actually good people, and then you wind up moving to something different.
2: Right. No, it's insane. I mean, I, the, like you know, I I don't know that Donnie Wahlberg would call himself my friend, but (laughs) you know, like I could text Donnie Wahlberg if I want to. But being that
0: you know Donnie Wahlberg, I call Donnie Wahlberg my friend. So I'm just talking his name left and right.
2: I don't know that that he would would consider me his friend, but I I will say he's been very good to me and everyone on that show has been so good to me and and the cast and the crew are just awesome. And again, it's led to every opportunity that I've, uh, had since then
0: okay so that leads me perfectly into all right so in the what 10 minutes we've been having this conversation so far we've already covered law
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh assistant to the executive producer of a major network tv show where are we now like wh- what are you up to right now career-wise because you're all over the fucking place and i love it like it like i love to watch it right. but there's been this like one thing that i've really noticed that i really enjoy to watch once again as i can kind of see you like putting yourself more out there it's the advocacy for women's sports. Yeah. And that wasn't even something that when we first met, we were having a conversation about. But to like watch you grow in and kind of like like launch yourself into that space, what was it? Like was that something you always felt passionate about or you got involved with and you were like, holy shit, like I, like I want to be involved in
2: this. Yeah. I mean, I would say it probably at some point I had this like, you know, uh, I don't know, like a reawakening into a lot of the injustices and unfairness of uh, so many – things you know whether it's race or or gender or anything like that um but you know i played college sports i played golf and field hockey in college i coached college basketball before i went to law school um and i've always just loved sports um i will i will say that like right now my job title is business and legal affairs and in-house counsel at abrams media so my job my day job doesn't even like it has nothing to do with sports
1: right right (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) right so but because of where I work I have had the opportunity to write and to host podcasts and interview and um uh, meet people in the sports space and it's given me a platform I mean that's that's what the job is has done is that you know uh, my day job is I we you know we have we're a media company and one of the sites happens to sometimes put sports content out there and you know, uh, Dan Abrams, it's by Dan Abrams from ABC news. And he let me start writing for it. Um, and that's how I got wow. it. And it's like, you know, it's nice to, you email somebody and you know, little old me, I would love to talk to Rebecca Lobo, Jay right. Billis, love McGraw down Staley, Right. But what, why, right. Why are they going to come interview with me? But now I have a platform. I've got a platform, you know, that, For better or for worse, like all the presidents tweet, share, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And and that has, having that platform has led me to learn more and educate myself more. And then just, you know, kind of pick that niche of women's sports. And um, I mean, maybe that's why I became a lawyer. The sense of like injustice really hurts
0: me. You have a strong moral compass. And like this, once again, goes back to my authenticity like kind of the way i'm shaping the way we're talking about this but when when we've had this conversation before we were talking about certain things and some of the things you see online are just people in conversation generally you don't know whether or not they really mean what they're talking about or whether or not they're trying to gain like gain some source of like social standing or they just want to be in on the conversation like to me i have i have a semi skeptical mind on some of that stuff because i know what i really care about and I try and usually go about it through action. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And like, it, it's been a conversation we've had in the past. You, on the other hand, like when I see the way that you handle yourself and I, like, you, you can tell that you really give a shit and you've immersed yourself in it. Like you've really immersed yourself in caring about women's sports and just about the, the advancement of women in our society. And I want you to know, that, like, when you look at that from like my perspective as an outsider, I know right away you mean what you're talking about.
2: Well, I appreciate that. And I I can't say that like from that, what doesn't run through my mind is like, I, of course I'm always thinking like, well, is somebody think, thinking like I'm saying this or doing this to get something or. Isn't it
0: so odd that you even have to have that thought? Like you, uh, you you honestly mean it all the time. I'll put something online. And my first thought is like, somebody's going to take that the wrong way or they, they don't believe me.
2: Right. It gets, I, I, I just, I, I, that's, I think that part of it is like, I obviously have those thoughts, but like, I know who I am. Right. Yeah. And you know, I don't, if somebody's going to think that I can't do anything to stop it. You know, I just got to, my whole thing is like, I try to, I, I hope that people like, because I've met people from the internet, right? right. Like some people in the sports media world and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, I just hope that when you meet me, like, what you see online is also what you get. You know, yes. I'm a little bit. I, I like. I have some knowledge, but I'm also pretty lighthearted, and uh, I don't take life too seriously. Right, you know? that's my vibe.
0: It's like you said something in, in in that last statement. Like, and it's something I tell myself regularly. And it's, you can't control what other people think. Right. There's really no point in even trying because like, it's something that legitimately I sit around and I'm like, holy shit, did I say that? And like, are people going to think that? It doesn't fucking matter because I know right. who I am.
2: Yeah. And that's, I think that is where the authenticity comes in. Yeah, And that's, that's probably when I broke that barrier with myself, that's probably when I probably started to come across as really authentic because yeah. I was like, this is who I am. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go out there and, curse i'm not going to go out there and make a, a ton of uh jokes or or make fun of people you right. know you know uh, maybe i think it in my head I, you know <laughs> like that's just because that's how i'm in person i'm not gonna I, that's a know. fact right you know I, I don't i just try to be nice in general well, you the know? one thing
0: about you too like i, I love the fact you always want to see everybody around you do well like when we when we first met Like there was no reason as to why, like you, like we just met and had coffee and and talked about the industry and law stuff. And you had no reason to do that other than the fact that you, you're wanted to help and that's nothing else. And like, that's something to admire.
2: No, I did it because I knew you would be famous and hopefully you would let me play the cowbell or the guitar back. You're still allowed
0: to do that. that, (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's exactly. I think I said that to you day one, I was like, listen, I have one requirement for anything is that you guarantee that one day I could play like third guitar.
0: You can do whatever, like, all right, hold on. So, this is actually a good thing. So, on a real note, like, not Foxtrot related, but, like, if you had your dream job right now, like, you had your dream, like, and not, like, discounting your current job, because obviously, that is where you want to be. But I'm saying, like, you could work in any space, work in the WNBA, women's national team, work for ESPN, work for wherever. What would you want to, like, what would your, like, where would you want to go?
2: I mean, my honest answer is I have no idea. Uh, That's a good answer. I really don't because I like all of those things. I love all of the fun parts of those things. I don't right. know that I want all the responsibility it's of a lot off. of those things. Um, I, I like what I'm doing now and that the stuff that I do in the sports world, like, cause it can be tough. It can be competitive. It can be whatever. But for the most part, people are just super cool. Yeah. Um, I just like that. I don't rely on it for anything. So that if something's like, if I'm not feeling inspired to write or if I, you know someone else got a scoop or something like that like I don't care because it's I do it for fun you know I like to tell the stories of it um maybe dream job I would run a production company focused on uh sports content with uh you know and also a minor focus on women's sports content
0: I love it that's not a bad that's not a bad idea I, I think you're well on your way dude I don't know are we well like we got to talk about this obviously all there but (laughs) (laughs) so all right so right now other than that you said you're running two podcasts right
2: yeah yeah I got two podcasts one of them is calling game all right and what we do it's with my uh, colleague Amba Jagnarine, and we interview uh, athletes and coaches and people in the sports media and we talk about the issues of uh, women's sports in the day. So like, you know, we talk about the U S women's national team equal pay lawsuit or college right. athletes not getting paid, you know, so we've had on Jay Billis, Muffin McGraw and uh, his Cantor. We just had on, we, no we way. Know, yeah. He's a cool guy. Oh, a that's setup. awesome. Um, and so what we do is we say, we call game on the fact that only 4% of sports media covers women's sports. So we're calling game on that bias.
0: Do you feel that that's starting to shift slightly? Like, do you feel like the, the, the once that, like, I feel like once it has been like known now, Right. I feel like I'm starting to see a little more coverage of women's sports. And I, for me, as like, an, once again, an outsider and someone who just loves sports, I'm starting to get more invested into it.
2: Well, I like to hear that. I do think that we're making waves. I mean, I think when you have the U S women's national team having success on that level, I mean, exactly.
0: like,
2: I say this to everybody like, I can't name one person on the men's soccer team. Like neither can I, right. But you can, you can name some people on the U S women's national team. I'm ton. sure. Yeah, yeah, I was exactly. going to say.
0: Well, and I see more people walking around in US women's jerseys than I see US men's jerseys. Right. I probably see more Rapino jerseys or Ertz jerseys.
2: Yeah. You know and Go Birds, sorry. Go Birds.
0: That. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> that's a natural reaction. Don't don't apologize for that. But I mean even like uh women's college basketball, they were showing replays of I think it was the 2018 National Championship game where I forget the name of the point guard from Notre Dame hit threes oh, in the wow. final four and yes. in the national championship
2: two times. Yeah. Two times.
0: And that to me, I was like, Holy shit. Like that was, that, that was incredible to watch. And to me, like, it's good to see that there's more coverage. And well,
2: and you see, you know, you see uh, Sabrina Nescu out of Oregon, right? I mean, if you look at, you know, and, you know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and Gigi, yes. um, you know, you look at his, uh, public service thing that they had at uh, um, at the Lakers arena, right? And three people involved in women's basketball spoke. And there, there wasn't a ton of speakers. It was uh, um, uh, Diana Taurasi, Sabrina Inescu, and Gina Oryama right? Yeah. Like, women's basketball, you, you know, we the, the women's sports needs advocates and allies and people like Kobe and people right. in positions of power to do that. And we're starting to see more of that. I, I mean, I don't know that the coverage is – um, uh, fully there yet, but, uh, a, a friend who's, uh, Elisa Hughes, she's the GM of sky blue FC. She said it best. She's like women's sports has been working with only 4% of media coverage for all of this time. And look what they've accomplished. Yeah, h- how
0: do you even, how do you even really step up and, and grow your sport when you can't even get your name out there? Cause things aren't being.
2: Right. But it, But if you think about it from the opposite perspective, it's like, look what women have done with only 4% of media coverage. Yeah. You know, you give it more like they've done so much. I mean, so. I'm optimistic. Like you're saying, I, I do think it's growing. I, I, I can't tell you the numbers, but I think it's growing. And you know, we still got a long way to go. The
0: thing I really like that you brought up to the Kobe Bryant thing, and it leads me to kind of all the aspects of life. And it's a, the conversation that we brought up earlier was it's conversation versus action. And Kobe was a guy who talked about it, but he also like put his money where his mouth is. And he coached Gigi's teams and he was involved. He like, he, he was involved in women's basketball. And I think in, between the internet space and reality, we need to see less like still the right amount of talking, but even more action and putting things into place.
2: Right. And well, it just goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time is like authenticity. And like the WNBA players have said, like, you could tell that Kobe was not in this, like for just for show, like he right. was in it, they all felt that they felt it because he was out there coaching young kids. He was out there coming to their practices, not getting photographs, stuff yes. like that. Like, that's so what I. That's and, the kind
0: of shit I like to hear.
2: Yeah, and you know, I I, I try to give some of the players uh, credit who aren't doing that because at the end of the day, we can all only do so many things, right? Agreed. Like people like maybe get on LeBron for maybe not doing as much for women's sports as that, but like LeBron is doing some good in the world, yeah, you know?
0: And, especially when we look at how much in athletics and in a- everything that activism has become more important, right? You look, and we will, we all just watched The Last Dance, obviously, and look how much shit Michael Jordan got for just not stepping out at all. And right. you, you've seen this growth, and people want to be involved in things. And, you know, it's something that is going to continue. Dude, LeBron's forever. got a
2: school. He literally are putting yeah. kids through school. So so my point being is that I think there's people that need to step up exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Um, and I, I think they are, and they will. Um, But it's 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 got to be... It's like anything, like people are only going to care about something that if it they feel that it affects them, yep. you know. And so, we got to make more people feel like that you've got like what is it? Sports is a microcosm of society, right? Yes. If women are underpaid in uh in sports, like they're underpaid in every other aspect of you know for doing the same work. Like, you more, had I want to just sorry. bring up this point too. Like, I don't know if every your listeners or whatever recall, like, the U.S. women's national soccer team have the, their equal pay lawsuit. Right. And US soccer, right? Their employer literally filed with the court a brief that said that by birth women are inferior and they have less oh speed and strength and skill and should therefore be paid less. Dude,
0: is this right? like seventeen forty
2: two? Right. No, this is twenty twenty this was filed. And that it's like so that's that's still a way of thinking, right? And it's that's like crazy. Yeah, so it, that's just a microcosm of of society, and, and so it's,
0: it's also another conversation we've had off air, and it's things like I always say, like there's some sh- there's some shit in life that I have a hard time like getting overly enthusiastic about publicly because in my head. I'm an optimist and more than anything, I it just seems like most shit is common sense. Right. And then what, so to me, for me to get moved to like have a conversation like this, I have to like realistically say like, this is a fucking problem and I'm getting right. better at that. I think um, there's a lot of people in life who are afraid to say things because they don't want to be seen a certain way. Like we talked about earlier, or they just don't think it's their place. And I think that's starting to shrink more and more. I in do, life.
2: I agree. I, I have a, uh, my roommate, one of her colleagues that uh, works for the feds. he, started listening to my podcast because um you know i asked him to or you know i told him i had one he's like oh i'll give it a listen and he literally texts me after every single episode to just be like dude i didn't even know that or i've never even heard of this person they're insane like and it's 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 things like that and it's you know, to me, that's worth it. Just if one person who didn't understand that Muffet McGraw was out there changing the game or that Enes Kanter is out there like literally just advocating for human rights in yeah. Turkey and, and women everywhere. Yeah, um, he's
0: got he's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> Ennis yeah. Kanter's got the whole country of Turkey to worry about at this
2: point. Right. I think I might be on Interpolis too. We don't know.
0: Oh, that's okay. You'll be fine.
2: <laughs> right. But to, to
0: me, like the, 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 really, the thing I really liked about that aspect of the conversation is it's the call to action and it's, and it's how much we can impact and how much we have to put into like what we care about. And Kelsey, to me, like you kind of embody that, like you talk about what you care about, but you also put it into action. You try and make change. And I think we can all do better at that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's something that I know. I like in our band, we have me who, I care very deeply about things. And you care
2: very deeply about uh, things and your people. Like you are, you care about your people.
0: But it's to me, like there's people like, like Will and Erica are much more vocal about things that they care about societally. Right. And to me, I kind of take that as like a, I could I can, I can do better. I think, I think everybody has to take a look at themselves sometimes and say like they can do better at those kind of things. And I give them credit where credit is due because Will and Erica are both very vocal about a, a lot of societal issues. I think I like to like just stay off the internet most of the time, but those two like, are,
2: That's a, You got to be authentically you. Like, you know, you, su- you do things in your own way. You support things in your own way. And that's mm-hmm. what it's about. Like not everybody can be the voice out there. That's this, this and that. Like some people got to be behind the scenes doing, you know, this, this or the and other And I thing. said
0: like, I'm, I'm a big action person. Like I'm a big, like I, I like to do things to, to, right. to move the needle. So, Kelsey, right?
2: Uh, like you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing shows for this and for that, and to help I mean, out it's this, just, charity, it's just this like, charity.
0: And it's not only that; it's just putting people who wouldn't normally be in certain circumstances the ability for them to get those circumstances. And I, I don't think I'm a big like raise my hand and say I did something person. Like I, I just like to do it. Like I, and I, but That's right. another conversation we've had in private. It's just like I don't need, I don't need to get any like special treatment because I did something. I just want to do it because it's the right thing to do. Amen. Amen to Kelsey. <laughs> promise me we're going to be able to do this again.
2: Whenever you want, just dude. as long as we, you know, we can cheers over the internet. And <laughs> I'm lame
0: right now, dude. I brought water. I suck. Well, well, <laughs> you yeah, can't cheers water. Good. It's bad luck. It's bad luck.
2: It's slightly disappointed. Well, you know, drinking alone is the new trend and
0: <laughs> It is. Well, so. first off, in quarantine, there's no rules. There's no rules. Right, whatsoever.
2: right, right. And we got the white clause so no law.
0: Um, as soon as I can get back to New York, I will see you. Or if you get back to Philadelphia, we'll grab coffee and um. Dude, fucking great seeing you.
2: Dude, bleeping great seeing you too.
0: Oh, a test at the end. I love it. All right, Kelsey.